0: On today's show, it's time for my individual season award predictions. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at lockdown Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast your first listen every day. We are free, available on all platforms, And while you're there, why don't you go check out whatever your favorite team is. We've got a Locked On show to cover that as well. Today's show also brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, so this is just a quick show um this sort of one here we're going to do another one today which will probably be another sort of quick one as well which will be the big the return of the what to watch for shows where i look ahead to the games uh for the following day and talk about yeah, what i'm looking for what sort of things we, we want to pay attention to but today's show what we're looking at is individual season award projections the major awards i'm going to predict my top three who i think and it's not who i think will win because often my thought process and how I distribute my awards is different to how the media ends up voting. So this is how you're using my thought process, how I would vote for them. And then we'll see how that compares at the end of the year when we go and do an award show, which I always like to do at that point in the season. So let's start out with the big boy, the MVP. Um, I think it's going to be Steph. And I'll tell you why I think that's going to be. He was obviously pretty close there last year. Put on a really, really big performance in the second half of the year. I think the Warriors are going to be better than they were last season. I think Steph's going to be playing at a similarly high level. He's going to be carrying a uh, pretty large load Giggity. for you know big chunks of this season. Clay Thompson is not Clay Thompson. I know he is Clay Thompson, but he's not Clay Thompson. Even when he comes back, he won't have played for like two and a half, three years. He's going to be eased back in. It's not like we come back and go, oh, Splash Brothers are back. Like Steph's going to still be doing all this heavy lifting. They're going; they're really going for it. They're going to be playing a lot more of the lineups that make sense. Draymond at center. Guys like Bielica and Porter helping out. The return of Andre Iguodala is going to make this Warriors team better. And I think Steph is going to be the team that, that they look great. And Steph's obviously going to be their best player. So that's why I'm going to put him at number one. I wouldn't say that I'm particularly confident about any of these picks. There are probably six blokes I could have had in this top three of MVP really, really comfortably. Um, I wouldn't say that, you know, if I'm looking for value in terms of betting on it, I don't think that Steph is necessarily the best one to bet there, but I still think he's going to be my pick. At number two in the MVP ballot... Giannis I guess the reason that I worry... Well, not worry, I, I could have had Giannis very easily at number one, is I just worry that maybe his knee forces him to miss more time than will be uh, appropriate for me to vote for him for MVP. I think he's going to be awesome. I thought he should have been more heavily considered last season, even though I don't think I had him in my top three, which I, yeah, in hindsight I probably should have. He was obviously great in the playoffs and you know, big finals performance. He's won the award before, that voter fatigue problem is possibly gone given the fact that he didn't win it last year. So there is a real chance for Giannis to push back up and have another really, really strong season. He is shooting. uh, Now, from a fantasy perspective, people look at, oh man, look at Giannis' jump shot. It hasn't improved his free throw shooting, so that doesn't really change his value there. But he's taking pull-up threes, and if we start to get more confidence in his jumper, people will start to look at him in a little bit more of a positive light as well. Not that they don't, but yeah, it'll help um, him coming in. But I just think he's going to be great. And I've got him at number two. Then number three. Big, big jungles, big jungles, big jungles, big, big. I don't have them far apart. I've got Nikola Jokic at number three. Again, he is the reigning MVP. His odds are great. I think he's almost the best bet out there. I think it's like 15 bucks for, for Jokic for MVP as the reigning MVP. He's about 10 guys ahead of him in terms of odds for MVP. Um, I think that he is a pretty solid bet to be as good as last year. Could he be better? Yeah, that might be hard, but he's going to be as good. Um, I, I think he's just going to be really, really strong. Now, the other guys that I just narrowly missed out of having on this list, Luka Doncic, he is the favorite for MVP. I don't think I'd be doing that. Uh, Kevin Durant, I think with Kyrie not likely to be there. It does help both him and James Harden's odds, but yeah, they're going to be in a little bit of a competition there, I guess, for um, for votes from media members because the team is probably going to be really good, but they, you know, maybe they steal a little bit off each other. So they're probably, you know, my top six, Doncic, Durant, Harden, and then Curry, Giannis, and Jokic in that group. But is there anyone we look at as a as a bit of a, a long shot to come in, I guess, in that group? I, Joel Embiid might have some narrative around him with the Simmons stuff, but he probably... Maybe, maybe LeBron? I don't think so. But I think... Or Anthony Davis is the other one that I could consider, but probably Embiid out of that six that I mentioned is the only one that i'd really i'd really have big um big thoughts on uh on on jumping into that into that group personally of course personally because it's me talking it's also me talking about theragun whether you are an elite athlete or someone that's just dealing with the stress of everyday life theragun can help theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth speed and power and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush theragun doesn't just feel good it gets the source of the pain by releasing tension using theragun's signature percussive therapy which goes 60 percent deeper than vibration alone i'm gonna get that tattooed on my leg i reckon whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out an injury or just the stresses of everyday life there's no substitute for theragun gen 4. theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like real madrid And athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. therabody.com slash locked on. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year now. I think it's got to be this guy. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert let's get one thing straight with gobert he's he was clearly the nba's best defender last year he has won this award multiple times for whatever you think about gobert in the playoffs you're probably wrong he did not get just destroyed in the playoffs he doesn't get played off the floor in the playoffs that is a false narrative and i don't know why it started there was some bad moments for the Jazz in general in their series. It wasn't Gobert just being shit at defense and being you know, unable to defend in the playoffs. That's just not what happened. Um, but regardless, even if you do think that's what happened, it's got nothing to do with the Defensive Player of the Year award because it's the playoffs and not the regular season. And Gobert has consistently been the NBA's best defender for years. And I don't really see that changing this year. So to me, it's pretty clear that he is the number one guy for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, this was one of the only awards last year where I just was like, I don't really see how it gets challenged, and it came out that way, obviously, in the voting. He's awesome, and I don't really see much much impact there. I got Draymond Green at number two, much like the Steph Curry argument. This team's got look that they were unbelievably good last year. Defensively, they were one of the best defenses in the NBA because of this bloke. And again, it's one of those things that, because I remember having arguments, discussions with people at the end of the season uh, about the Warriors. And they were like, man, they they, they really need to you know, bring in defensive players because their defense is trash. They need to really improve because all these guys can't defend. But people don't, really, they were a top five defense last year. I legitimately had that discussion with someone who was telling me "They, I got to draft for defense. Got to bring in defense because they're so bad at it. And it's because of this bloke, but yeah, you know, once that narrative starts to turn around a bit and people like he's he's not in the top four favourites for defensive player of the year, Draymond Green. Which is crazy. Like he, he's not he's not. Like I got I don't know what more to say. Like the top the top um favorites at the moment is Gobert, of course. Then it's Davis, Simmons, Giannis, Miles Turner, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Drew Holiday, Matisse Thibel, DeAndre Ayton, and then Draymond Green. That's crazy. That is wild. He's $31. That's insane to me. So I have got uh, Draymond Green at number two. He carried this team defensively last year. He's going to do it again. Um, And then the guy that I've got third, again, I had him in my top three last year. I think he's an unbelievably good defender. That Hawks team, and you know who I'm talking about, Duna Galanari. Now that, that Hawks team, He's got bad defenders. Trey Young, Gallinari. Bogdanovich is all right. is not good. Hunter's okay. Collins is not good. Capella carried them. That's who I'm talking about here, obviously. Clint Capella. He carried them defensively. And I think he's going to do it again. He can protect the rim. He can get out on the switches. He just creates so many problems carrying that whole team, like four opponent offenses. He's great at it. He's also at a wild $41. To win Defensive Player of the Year, he probably won't win it because I think Gobert and Green are a tier ahead. But he's really, really good, and uh, I had him top three. Last, I think I had him two last year in my Defensive Player of the Year uh, award. I got him here at three, and yeah, I, I really like him again. I think he's I think he's significantly underrated as an overall defensive player. Pretty wild some of the uh, some of the odds there. If I had to throw a dark horse. Well, I guess both Draymond according, and Clint, according to the uh, odds, are uh, dark horses. If I had to throw someone who might come out of nowhere and be like a defensive player of the year, it's hard for perimeter guys to get it. That, that is tough. Um, but maybe Rob Williams is a dark horse option. I'm not sure he's going to play enough minutes to be there. Yeah, maybe... You could have Giannis in there again. I'm not not sure he'll put as much effort on that end this season as he has in other years. Bamada Bayer is the other one that I thought he might be someone who can jump in and um, and get that uh, award if Miami's defense is elite, which it has the uh, it has the potential to be. So there is the Defensive Player of the Year. Let's move on to the next award, and we're looking at Most Improved Player. But what about Scarface? OG. B- stop ones. OG. Uh, you better stop OG. I think that this, I think he's going to win the award, OG and Anobi. I think he's got great odds to win it. He's at 18 to 1. Most improved is tough because often it's what's, who's the player that takes a step that you're not expecting? So how do you predict what you're not expecting? Because then once you predict that you're not expecting it, you are expecting it. So it becomes tough that way. And often I heard this on uh On. Dunked on Nate said, yeah, the, the historically, and he's correct with this, historically, the most improved award goes to players who move from being good into being an all-star. That's generally the criteria that voters tend to use. Now, this is not what who I think will win the award in terms of who the media will give it to, but I'm also, I'm sort of going to stick a little bit to that criteria because I think OG's got a real chance to be an Eastern Conference all-star this year. So to me, he's going to take a massive step forward and he's going to win most improved. I'm going to throw Jordan Poole in there. Not only again, Warriors really heavy here. I think because they're going to, they're obviously a fun team. They're a media team. They're a team that's going to get a lot of buzz. But Poole is also really good, and he's going to take a giant step forward. I was, spoiler, alert, I was going to put Jordan Poole in the sixth man of the year discussions, but I don't think he's going to come off the bench enough. He's going to start while Clay is out, but I think that will end up with him starting like 45 games, which is going to take him out of the discussion for sixth man. So I want to put him here. I think he's a great option for this. He's going to take a, a step from being literally one of the worst players in the NBA as a rookie to being a fringe rotation guy who played in the G League bubble last season to being a legit rotation guy to being a starting caliber player. It's a big step forward for him in three years. It's, it's legit. Like he's, he's made that. He is currently actually favorite for Most Improved, along with Maga Porter Jr., followed by Kevin Porter Jr., cousin Kev, then Ja Morant and Shea Gildas Alexander. Third, I'm going to go with Darius Garland. I just think heading into his third season, there's good odds on him, 31 bucks. Um, heading into his third season, I think he can establish himself as the Cavs' best player, at the very least as the Cavs' best guard. He gets a, a nice run of things, hopefully without injury. He shows that he can be in that, not all-star discussion, but in the sort of next level all-star discussion. I may be wrong on this, but there's a bunch of guys that have got rated ahead of him. Um, I'm pretty interested to see what Galo is able to do for this season. In terms of some of the guys that are ahead of him, Yeah, you know, Colin Sexton, I don't really see that. DeJounte Murray is someone who, who I would look at as well. I think De'Aaron Fox could be in this mix. Um, I, I think... Um, Maximum Derek. I think Derek White and Jaron Jackson Jr., two of my favorites, could actually jump into this discussion as well. Maybe Nikhil Alexander-Walker is someone to look at. I think he's worth considering. RJ Barrett, I think, is also another name who could be in that mix as well. Um, and perhaps Terence Mann. Who is definitely going to see a spike um, in his production for this season? Yeah, just based on situation in um, in uh, LA. If you're interested, uh, Victor Oladipo is four hundred and twenty-six dollars for six uh, Sorry, for most improved and Taco falls five hundred and one dollars. So, if you have any interest in that, you're insane. But also, it's there if you uh, if you do care for that. Now we're talking um, we're talking odds. So, the best place to go, betonline.ag, back. It's better than ever. New web I- interface for the start of the basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. line remains your number one spot for all football and basketball action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON and you can receive that bonus. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. Now, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of cars, It's very hard for a local chain auto parts store to stock everything that you need. So why would you go there, waste your time, waste your money, just to have often intimidating questioning from the bloke behind the counter, who's there telling you, you're gonna have to wait to order it in, mate. And then he's gonna charge you more money money for it. That's ridiculous. In fact, Jack, what do you think? Get that garbage out of here. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all of the parts available for your car or truck, and write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Let's go to sixth man of the year now. This one's, obviously, it's players. They have to, You have to start fewer games than you come off the bench. So you've got to start less than 50% of your games. I think there are going to be injuries in Miami for sure. But in general, Tyler Hero is going to come off the bench. And given the way that that bench is constructed, he's going to have a large role. It's Gabe Vincent and Max Struess and Markeith Morris and Dwayne Dedman. He's going to play starters minutes, which is always a big leg up in the the six-man-of-the-year discussion. He's going to score a lot, which is also something that's important. Now, I try to stay away from just the heavy scorers who don't do too much else. But given what this Miami team is, that is actually really important for what Hero can do. He can also do some ball handling. They need that ball handling from him. So to me, he's right up there as one of the favorites for this award. He is uh, at $11, so second favorite, along with the bloke that I've got at number two, who finished runner-up last year, who should have won the award last year, and that's Jinglin Joe Ingles. I thought he was by far the best bench player on the Utah Jazz. He's had a historically good shooting season. He handles the ball. He fills in at point guards. He has lost a little bit defensively, but offensively, the shooting, the passing, it's all really, really good, and he's super important to what the Jazz do. I don't really see too much changing for Ingles this year, so I've got him there. You'll notice that I don't have his teammate, J. O. R. D. A. N. C. L. A. R. K. S. O. N. Jordan Clarkson there. I didn't think that Clarkson should have won it last year, personally. He was a guy that had some really hot scoring early in the year. It dropped off considerably over the second half, and he just lacks in so many other areas. But as we all know sixth man of the year award goes to who is the highest scoring player that comes off the bench that is how the media votes and that is how they voted for Clarkson i think i had him second or third i wasn't like too down on him but i didn't have him winning and i don't have him in my top three here because i've got to throw in the wave pool d'anthony melton i love what this guy does he's never going to win it he's never going to come close because he's not going to score enough but finally this season dylan brooks is out we've got no grayson allen we've got a chance for melton to, instead of playing 19 minutes remember there was a time last year where taylor jenkins Actually, healthy scratched Anthony Melton. He had him as his 11th rotation player and didn't play him. Well, we've got rid of the obstacles for that bullshit. The minutes are going to finally go up from 19 to 20. Maybe it's 24. Maybe it's 26. I don't know. But he impacts winning. He plays defense at an extraordinarily high level. He can actually improve his offensive game. He can pass. He can shoot. I think he's going to be Finally, we're going to see the guy that's been an absolute dominate. I was say dominatrix. That's not the right word at all. He's been dominating advanced metrics for years about impact. We're going to actually see that put into action, I think, more this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if Melton, at the end of the year, ends up being my pick for sixth man of the year. Again, there is zero chance that he wins it. Absolutely none. No chance whatsoever. But, I think that what he's able to do is really important. Now, in terms of the favorites, Clarkson is the favorite. Then it's Ingles' hero. Paddy Mills, who is a really good pick there, as is Derek Rose. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, Kevin Herder, Malik Beasley. Now, I like Beasley out of that group. And then you go down to Dragic, Brunson, Poole. Now, Jordan Poole's at 21 bucks. If I had any confidence that Jordan Poole was going to come off the bench for more games than he starts, I'd almost have him at number one or two. But... I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to start more games and he comes off the bench for this season. Let's go to Rookie of the Year. This is a tough one, obviously. We haven't seen Cade Cunningham in the preseason, which is frustrating. I'm still going to pick him for Rookie of the Year. I had him as the number one pick a long way out. Nothing changed in the in the draft evaluation. Yeah, you know, four preseason games wouldn't really have changed too much there. I'm going to have him at number one. I think he's going to have a good role. He's going to impress He's going to do some really important things. I think he might actually make the Pistons better than people think. I'm going to have Evan Mobley at two. Now, people will look at this list and say, man, what a hater. What a hater. Where's Jalen Green? Well, I think the problem is going to be with Green is he's going to have... We'll talk about Mobley in a second. Green is actually absolutely rock-solid favorite for this award. Green is going to have a lot of opportunities to shoot, but it's going to be a weird fit at times with him and Porter. There's going to be horrendous inefficiency for big chunks of time. And I'm not sure what else he's going to provide. Is his defense going to be way off? Is he going to pass it all? Is it just going to be a lot of empty, low low efficiency scoring? And I think that might be the case. That's not to preclude him from becoming or from being good or from being good this year even or being great. But I just think there are some things where if you look at Guys with equal production, who's going to be maybe the more impactful contributor? I think it's going to be Kate, And I think it's going to be Mobley who's going to start. He's going to get lots of minutes. I think he's going to be quite good defensively. And I think he's going to flash some offensive stuff. And we've seen it time and time again. Big men who come in and impress, they catch the eyes of voters and and obviously what they can do. Yeah, we had Porzingis. We had Jokic. We had Towns. We had Embiid. All these guys. not saying that Mobley's on the same level as them, but maybe he is. I don't know. Maybe he's able to produce at that level. He's down at 12 bucks. I really think there's good value in him as Rookie of the Year. He's fifth favorite. I think he's going to have an opportunity straight away, and I think he's going to impress straight away. And then, at number three, I'm going to put Josh Giddy, who's not even in the top five of Rookie of the Year odds. He's equal with Mobley, so he's equal fifth, I guess. He's $12. But opportunity is there. Flashy passes, yes. He's going to play a lot of minutes. He's going to get some big highlights. He's going to get some good numbers. He's been impressive in the preseason. I think there's a lot to like there. Now, yeah, I've got Green just Green and, and Barnes and Suggs sitting just under that. But yeah, these are, are my top three. If I had to go for a sort of an out of the box pick, um, Trey Murphy would probably be my guy. To maybe I think Trey Murphy's got a real shot at all rookie first team. Um, along with these three guys here and probably Jalen Green. And then it becomes down to Barnes, Murphy, and Suggs and probably Shangoon. Shingun's another outside pick, I think, for Rookie of the Year. If they give him... If if Shingun starts opening night, holy shit, all bets are off. Like The guy's going to be a monster. But I'm not sure they're going to exactly go down that route. And then lastly, the most boring of the awards, but let's do it anyway. Coach of the Year. Yes, Coach of the Year. I'm going to pick Chris Finch. And this ties into my over-under win projection uh, show that we did. I think the Timberwolves can push for the play-in. I think they can push towards 500. And for a team like Minnesota that's had so many struggles over so many years, you do that, you get in that national conversation. So Finch, coach of the year. Nick Nurse, for a team, that again, the Raptors, they were trash last year, they're tanking. Nurse can push them to the sixth seed, fifth seed, fourth seed, it could actually happen. And that's partly the players, but it's also this dude's one of the best coaches in the NBA. So if he turns them around from what bullshit happened last year, and pushes them back to being a fairly strong Eastern Conference team. I think he's in that mix. And then if we're just going to tie this all in with the Warriors theme, I'm going to have Steve Kerr in there. I think that the Warriors... Now, I didn't pick them to be this, but they could very easily be a top four Western Conference seed. I didn't pick that for them, but I think that can happen. I think they're going to be much better. They're going to look like a threat. A lot of this is going to hinge on what Clay Thompson does. But with Steve Kerr having the... I don't know, the the balls maybe is not the right word, to lean more into how let's play our best lineups. Let's not give these minutes to James Wiseman or John Kaminga. Let's play Porter and Bielica and Draymond at center and Kavon Looney because we're going to win. And then it translates to wins and you go, oh man, he's a genius. Look what he's doing. I think he's going to be much improved from where they were last season. But of course, that all remains to be seen. So they're my major award predictions for this year. Drop down your thoughts in the comments below if you are here on YouTube. Don't forget to check out your favorite team across the Locked On Podcast Network and follow this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. But if you're here on YouTube, drop the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe. I want to hit that 40,000 before opening night. We're almost there. So hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.